Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Coming back from an injury, injuries happen and they can be really tough for runners. One of the biggest questions we get is what to do if you get a certain type of injury and how to come back from that injury. We are going to be covering both of these topics in this episode, as well as sharing firsthand experiences of us coming back from injuries. Don't make the mistakes that we did in our younger years from pushing the envelope too much too fast on the comeback. The best comeback is slow and steady, just like the tortoise and the hare. Slow and steady wins the race. So I have with me today Jason Phillippe, who has been running for over 20 years, and he has 10 years of coaching experience from high school, college, all the way up to, you know, adults training for marathons and half marathons. Um, He works at Run for PRs as a coach and has a lot of experience at other um, run clubs and at universities and high schools as well. Um, I have been coaching since 2013, so about seven years now, and I have, I started Run for PRs and this podcast. So, Definitely have a lot of experience to kind of draw from watching other people come back from injuries um, and coaching them, mentoring them, as well as my own personal experiences. Um, Jason has personal experiences coming back from an injury, but also I think, you know, you can have your personal experiences, but what's really important is having navigated the waters with other people and having been um, around people who have had to have those comebacks as well. Um, We've just seen it from, you know, dozens and dozens of athletes over the course of several years um, when people come to us and they're not able to run or they want to come back um, safely from whether it's a stress fracture or just like a soft tissue um, injury. There's just so many things that kind of go into this and definitely prefacing this like we're not doctors. We don't want to give medical advice, but We're just basically going to go over um, how to come back once your injury has been treated and kind of what to do, like if you feel something and like flare up, like how do you know it's an injury, who to see, all that sort of stuff. So I guess, Jason, um, have you ever been injured? When was the first time you were injured? And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I have had kind of a variety of injuries, nothing that's been like no broken bones due to running. So no stress fractures, but I've had a lot of soft tissue injuries. Um, Thinking back to college, that was kind of the first time I had an injury and it basically was my IT band where it inserts over the kneecap there or below the kneecap. So it was the right side of my knee just was throbbing and and it was basically a... um, caused just by an increase in mileage. And I got to camp freshman year of cross country and we did just a lot more running, like two days, sometimes three days. And we were doing some plyometric type work too, like jump ropes. And, um, you know, I realized that my my knee was just killing me. And so I had to take some time off. I went to a PT, um, basically realized that the interesting thing was that injury um, was hurting worse if I ran slow on it. So if I ran fast, it must have like changed something, something with my gait and I was able to run fast without pain. So Luckily, I was able to get back without missing too much time with that injury. But some of the other injuries I've had over the years have been, um, you know, calf strain and quad strains. 
Um, and then just little muscle tears in those, in those muscles. And I've also had Achilles tendonitis, um, which I've been, fortunately been able to kind of train through and just manage, but it did stick around for about six to nine months. So it was just something that you woke up with and you felt and was mostly sore after runs and in the morning. But um, really the injuries that kept me out of running were the, the muscle strains. So IT band soreness I've had, but again, I've been able to kind of manage that and run through it. Um, never really had a bad case of plantar fasciitis or um, you know what most people call like runner's knee. Um, or shin splints or, um, you know, the stress fractures, but soft tissue muscle strains, those have kind of been the area I've had, um, to really work on. And, and I've learned a lot about like how to progressively come back from those safely. Yeah. A lot of firsthand experience for sure. You know, after running for 20 years, you know, however many miles you've ran over the course of your lifetime, it's just, you know, after the natural wear and tear, sometimes things just happen. And I think, you know, a lot of times moving from like the high school to college to, uh, you know, very competitive road racing, when you're pushing your body to the absolute limit, um, for a variety of, reasons and for having different coaches and switching off um, between different training philosophies because you're kind of at the mercy of you know whoever was coaching you when you were you know middle school high school college and then post-collegiate I guess like yourself you were coaching yourself but I mean you follow um, people's plans so you're really at the mercy of of that um, and and switching from one coach to another it can uh, definitely bring about like some shifts to uh, how your body responds to the training if it's not done um, progressively. And, you know, everyone comes to college, I think, with, like, a different background in, in high school. And so it was kind of interesting hearing that the first time you were injured was freshman year of college. And sometimes I wonder, oh, is it because, like, you, you switched the load too fast? And it must be really hard for college coaches um, to kind of assess, like, the overall level of, like, every single person who's coming from a different um, pool of, you know, or high school coaching um and then like to develop one sort of plan that that suits them all is probably a really hard task but I think coming back to the whole point of getting injured and and making sure you get like the treatment right away you know you mentioned going to a physical therapist which I think is super important um oftentimes what is really kind of alarming at least for me um you know I run the run for PR's social media page uh the Instagram um, we can sometimes do these, ask the coaches questions or, you know, I manage like the inbox sometimes and I'll, I'll read uh, the, the messages in there. Um, and I'm getting a lot of messages all the time. I mean, this has been for four or five years now where people will ask me or ask the page, just run for PR, it's just a coaching page. Um, yeah, like I have, you know, my shin hurts or my calf hurts, my foot hurts, my left knee hurts, my right ankle hurts my whatever hurts and it's always very specific targeted area what should I do and it it's always the same answer from me um and I I wish like I don't know how many times you can like beat the dead horse here but it's just like as soon as you feel pain you need to go and see a professional in the medical field like that I mean that's just my um take on things because chances are if you're getting to the point where you're messaging a page on social media uh this thing has been bothering you probably for longer than it should have um and you're probably you're first of all you're going to the wrong source I mean just go see someone else for it you know don't don't ask your friends what you should do don't ask you know your parents what you should do 
go see a doctor for it. Um, so for you, when you first got injured in college, like what did that look like? Um, how do you know how to say something? Um, when did, was the point where you're like, Hey, I probably shouldn't be running through this. And then what did your coach tell you to do? How'd you get connected with a PT? Um, and were you like apprehensive about seeing a doctor just due to medical costs or whatever? Yeah, I think for me, it boiled down to like, could I even run without pain? And I got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't go on like a warm up without feeling pain with almost every foot strike. So that's when I knew like, hey, you're injured, you need to take time off and and do something about it. Because, you know, resting isn't going to just make it go away. Um, It can definitely help with like reducing some inflammation and maybe your soreness, you won't feel as much like when you're not running, but you needed to go to a PT. And so I just kind of asked around and, you know, my coach connected me with an athlete who went to somebody in the cities. And um, so I, I drove out there, even though it was like 45 to 50 minute drive, I drove out there um, and, you know, didn't know where to go, but I got there and I, he had me come back, I think only like one or two more times, but I was back. He, he let me start running like the next day. He's like, you can go to practice and start running. I, I was amazed, like just how much better it felt. But um, so basically what he did, is he stretched out my IT band because I really needed it. So he did active release therapy all up and down my quad and my knee and my leg area there um, where the IT band connects to your hip and, and, and into your knee there. So it um, really opened my eyes into, you know, thinking about, well, rest isn't always going to be best for running injuries. You're going to need to manipulate the, you know, the soft tissues and, and get, get stretched out and, and strengthen them. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I learned when I was in college. And then, um, you know, a few years later is really when it clicked to me where I realized like, hey, there are some things that I can sort of run through and manage on my own, but this is when I know I need to go get help from the PT. And um, luckily I've, I've developed such a good relationship with our PT. He's, he's still my PT today. So it's been, um, oh gosh, probably 15, 16 years. And I've just learned a ton from him about like managing certain injuries and preventing them and that sort of thing. So that would be a number one piece of advice for me too, is find someone that find a medical professional in your area that you can go to and consult with when something flares up. And, um, yeah, and that, that can go a long way in helping you stay healthy. Yeah. That brings up a really good point. How you were saying that you were really surprised that he let you like run the next day. And I think the biggest thing for a lot of runners when it comes to visiting a doctor for an injury is they don't want to hear that they have to take time off. And so that just kind of brought that back to my mind because it's been a very long time since I've been injured. But I do know one of my biggest fears when seeing a doctor was that, first of all, they weren't going to help me solve the problem. Second of all, they were just going to tell me to rest. And so I think back to like, why did I have those sort of fears? But, you know, when I first got into running, I had a very, very, very bad case of shin splints to the point where I actually thought like I had a stress fracture. Um, This was probably when I was like 18 years old. I ended up getting like an MRI, going to the doctor, all that stuff. Pretty much ended up just getting the MRI results saying, oh yeah, you have like really bad shin splints. Um... There was no treatment plan given. They were, they said, stop running, stop working out. Um, and I didn't really go any further than that. It was just very surface level. Um, they said I just did too much and they told me not to do it anymore. And so I think, you know, when we think back to other times, maybe we've had injuries or we've had past histories with medical professionals um, where maybe they told us just stop doing what you're doing or you know, I know when I was a kid and so when you were a kid also, we went to our family 
doctors, both of us were told that we had asthma, uh, sport-induced asthma, and that that is why we would get out of breath when working out or whatever. Um, I'm not saying that the diagnosis was right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's what they, they told both of our parents that we had sports-induced asthma um, and that we should limit our activity or use an inhaler during the activities. Um, obviously, neither one of us use inhalers now, and we run you know marathons at you know at seven something pace, and he runs in the low sixes for a marathon. So I, I just find it can be sometimes interesting to get different medical professional advices, and um, I kind of see where that stems from because sometimes the advice that you might get from one doctor varies so much from another doctor. And a lot of it just boils down to what the doctor is specializing in. So, you know, going to like your family practitioner doctor who normally does physicals for, you know, kids or whatever before athletics, they're going to have certain things that they're really good and specialized in. Whereas if you go to a physical therapist or an active release therapist who specializes in working with athletes, um, you're going to get some completely different treatment. So I think it's just really important to find a doctor that is going to be able to like help you and manage your specific injury. Um, the same would go for like an OBGYN. It's like if you were giving birth, like you wouldn't just go to like a regular doctor, right? You'd go to one that specializes in birth, babies, OBGYN care, all that stuff. Um, so the same thing goes true for running related injuries. Um, you have to classify yourself kind of as an athlete and and going into a medical office and saying like, I really want someone who has experience working with athletes and using yourself in that terminology, I think is uncomfortable for some people. But if you're someone who's running 40, 50, 30 miles a week, whatever it may be, um, that's what you are in the eyes of these medical professionals. And I think it's really important to get someone that has experience working with athletes because physical therapists, I mean, it's a wide range of people. I mean, you have physical therapists who only work with, um, you know, people coming back from surgeries or injury or, uh, you know, getting in car crashes or having strokes. Um, that's like one type of physical therapist. And then there's a completely different type that will work with, you know, very specialized athletes, kind of like the doctor that you go to. Um, and it's just really important to kind of know whose hands that you're going to like have in care. So if you go to your regular physician and you say, yeah, I have like this knee pain and they refer you to someone that doesn't have experience working with athletes, your treatment plan may not be as good as it could be if you have someone that's really um, experienced in, you know, runners, in athletes, all those sort of things. So I would mainly just look for those experience of working with athletes, making sure you're getting um, the right care team and really being an advocate for yourself. Uh, I think learning the hard way sometimes is, you know, I was someone who went to the doctor a lot of different places and I got different uh, care levels from them and, and you get to know kind of who specializes in athletes and who's going to kind of brush you off and say, oh, just stop running completely. And so don't avoid going to see professional help just because you have like one bad experience or just because you got like mis, um, what's it called? Like mis, misdiagnosed. Yes. Uh, just keep, just keep at it and keep trying to find someone within your area that, um, specializes in athletes. Cause there's a lot of them out there. 
So I guess, you know, for you, have you ever had an experience where you were told not to run or you were given like a misdiagnosis and was that ever frustrating for you or did you just always kind of go to the same doctor? Yeah. Um, as far as like a misdiagnosis, I have not, um, you know, witnessed, I haven't been, been told I've had something and then it's been told by another professional it was something completely different. But I have gone to like a different chiropractic place where they maybe used a different form of treatment. And then when I was able to get in at my other preferred doctor, you know, he used something different. And in my opinion, it's what he did would help heal the process faster. So there's been that sort of thing, like the treatment methods might be a little bit different. And, you know, with with um, the world of PT, you might get so many, there might be such a variety of treatment methods from um, active release therapy to grass and technique to, you know, all these different stretches and eccentric um, types of work. And um, what's the uh, stimulant when they hook up the e-stim to your, your muscles? So, I mean, there's such a variety. And I think the what I look for, you know, as you said, is someone that definitely knows like how to work with athletes and is familiar with those types of injuries. But they're more than just like the treatment. They really want to help prevent the injury again. So they, they kind of educate you on like what you can do to prevent it. And so that's where I've learned a lot from, from RPT and not just about my own injuries. Like I'll ask them questions all the time about athletes that I coach and um, the injuries that I've been hearing that they're, or that I'm seeing that they're experiencing. And so he'll give me all this advice and tips and stuff. So it's really nice to have someone that you trust. And, um, you know, if you're not sure how to find that in your area, I would definitely start just by getting online and, and doing some research or talking to people maybe in your community races or at your gyms or whatever and, and figure out like where you can go because it is huge to have someone you can trust and you might save a ton of money and time in the long run if the treatment plan is, you know, looking drastically different than what it would be from somebody else. Yeah, that's really an interesting point is hearing that, you know, the goal of going to see a PT is not just to resolve the injury. Of course, like that's part of it. You want to not be injured anymore, but the goal would be so that you never have to come back again for that injury. Um, and I think sometimes people get so focused on, oh, I just want to be out of pain that they forget. Like there's that secondary piece that there's a reason why the injury usually happened in the first place. And so getting to the bottom of that um, and saying, okay, why did you get plantar fasciitis? Was it a result of you know, your training being too aggressive or are there imbalances that are going on within your body that need to be strengthened? And I think that secondary piece of, you know, the rehab and the preventative care of, okay, this happened to you. We're going to get you all feeling better, but we need you to incorporate this strength training regimen and these moves in order to fix these imbalances and help them not happen again is huge. And I know, you know, a lot of people who struggle with injuries, it can oftentimes be a reoccurring problem because the source of the injury and the source, the reason of that imbalance is not being treated. So if you keep having a hip injury because you have weak glutes, um, but they're not treating the source, like they're not telling you, oh, it's because you have weak glutes. You need to like do these exercises. Um, you're just going to keep re-injuring the hip. Um, and so it's just really important to get down to the bottom of that. And sometimes that's where it's hard to find a medical professional who is going to like really dig deep and say, okay, this is why it happened. This is what we need to do. And I think even for bone related injuries, I've never had one, you've never had one, but one of the biggest things um, you can do is be your own advocate. So you find out you have a stress fracture, stress reaction, whatever, 
asking them, like, why do you think this happened? Ask for questions or ask the questions, um, you know, because sometimes you might do like a bone density scan and find out you have like a low, low bone density. Um, you know, if these are reoccurring problems with stress fractures for you, it may be something like a nutrition um, aspect is missing or, you know, you have low bone density and there are certain supplements that perhaps they could be recommending. And sometimes it just takes that extra push and that extra questioning of like, why is this happening to me in order to get um, the more testing done to see more results? Um, I know my dad had anemia several times, like within the span of a year. Um, and they were, they were saying, oh yeah, just take the iron supplements, take ferritin. And he was, and like his levels just weren't really like going up like they should given the um, iron that he was taking. And so like he had a push for more testing and eventually what they ended up finding out was that he actually had celiac disease. So that was just totally like not even related, but the only way that he would have found that out is because of further testing. So it's really important to really get down to the root of why things are happening. So if you're someone who's, you know, anemic and it keeps happening as a reoccurring problem, like, is there a nutrition deficit? Is there something going on in your digestive tract, maybe like a celiac disease where your body is not absorbing the nutrients? And so when you get to that core solution of, oh, this is what caused all these problems, it can really be eye-opening. Um, and I know for me, going to see the same physical therapist that you're talking about, um, it totally was a game changer for me. So I was someone that would it'd be like injury every single year, pretty much, you know, you'd get one or two. Um, and you just kind of would take time off or whatever, but I eventually got a soft tissue injury. It was like a, a knee quad strain sort of thing. Um, and I couldn't run without knee pain for, I don't know, a couple of months. Um, and I went in to go see this doctor. Um, we did a bunch of treatments and it just didn't work, um, for the first like two or three sessions. And I was just really just not a believer. I was like, well, this is dumb. It's a waste of my time. And I think sometimes people will fall into that trap of like, this isn't working. Um, after like one, two, three treatments, they think like, boom, like the injury is supposed to just vanish, but sometimes it can just take longer for your body to kind of respond to the recovery and all that stuff. So, you know, I took time off from seeing him, went back cause I was desperate. But what I learned in that process is that sometimes it just takes a while to, you know, unravel these injuries and then to re-strengthen and gain the strength back. And so my biggest advice to anyone would just be to make sure you're going to see someone and just be like consistent about it. Um, if you think the care team is doing an adequate job of diagnosing you and all that stuff, um, it's, it's definitely good to stay consistent with the PT, um, exercises and to be diligent with it because, if you just only try it for like a week or a couple of days, um, it might not be enough to really see a huge difference. So Jason, what is the longest time that you've ever, you know, been out for an injury and what's the longest time you've had to like be diligent about doing PT exercises? And is there ever like a time where you can just graduate from it? Um, I think for me, you know, I, I did run a marathon once and I knew I had IT band pain and I just took like the whole winter off because I didn't want to run. But so that was probably like the longest time that I, uh, was injured for. And because I really didn't do anything, um, you know, when I started running again, I needed to deal with it. Like it got to be like January, February, I needed to go back and get, get PT. So, um, 
I, I think that that's an example that just taking a month or two off, your problem may not go away. But as far as where I'm actively trying to you know, get back quickly, I think probably about eight weeks, um, six to eight weeks of returning after a, a muscle strain. So I'll give you a calf example because I've had a lot of calf and muscle strains in, in the past. And, you know, it's gotten to the point now where I know exactly um, when to kind of shut it down and stop because I, I, I know what to look for in terms of like warning signs um, when this is going to happen. And basically what it feels like is it feels like a calf, like heart attack. Like the whole area is just like cramping to the point where it's so painful. You have to stop and try to like flex your calf to lengthen it and like dig in as deep as you can to help break it up. So it's super weird. I've had them probably, probably about four or five or six times now. And, um, it's just something that if you try to run through it, it's super painful. And so like the second you start to feel a tight and you want to stop and there's some warning signs, like in the past I've had, you know, I maybe have like a really tight Achilles before a run or the days prior to like a really hard session. And, um, if I go and do too much, then it flares up and it's, um, you know, the, when I first had this injury, I thought, oh, I'll take a few like weeks off or whatever. And it should go away. Right. Where I start running and then the second I start getting past like eight minute pace after a few minutes, it starts to tighten on me again. And so it's something that I've learned, like it needs not only professional treatment, but you need to be doing like strengthening, like almost you can, I've learned you can do it daily, but you should be doing it at least every other day. And so you should be doing like soleus stretches. You should be doing the eccentric kind of, um, heel exercises. So it really helps strengthen the muscle, but then also getting the treatments is helping break up the knots and the tissues in there and, and aid in the blood flow and the healing. So it's, it's something that, um, you know, while you may only be taking a couple days off of running your, your next like four weeks might be like a slow progression back to running where you run every other day. Um, and it starts with run walks for like 30 seconds or a minute and it just slowly builds up. So maybe by the end of that fourth week, you're finally running like three miles without stopping. So that's an example of kind of progressing back from like a soft tissue, you know, um, muscle tear that I've had in the past. Um, I've had some other variations like in the quad that weren't as bad where I could still kind of run through. And so that's been nice, but, um, they're all kind of different and it's all about like how long you think the, um, you know, sort of incubation period lasted, like how long was it sore for the tightness and how long have you maybe ignored it? Because that's the, the thing is learning not to ignore like the first onset of symptoms, early symptoms that might just result in like an extra pain or soreness, or it might be, uh, it might f- like flare up in the middle of the run and then kind of go away. That's like another sign too, that it could be getting tight. So you definitely want to, you know, factor all those in when you're, um, thinking about like, how do you prevent it from getting worse? Yeah, that's really important. Um, never to run through pain. I think that's like a huge, mm-hmm. you know, red flag that goes off. You shouldn't run through pain, definitely. But also, I think the first like trigger for a lot of people is if you go on a run and then you have pain right after and it kind of lingers the whole day. For me, that's usually the first sign of overdoing it or a potential injury coming. Um, Whereas if you're actually in pain while you're running, I think at that point you're definitely injured. It's, it's almost like you waited too long. So you want to make sure you're kind of listening to your body and kind of assessing um, how you feel on that day-to-day basis even after a run because um, things will, will definitely get tight there and they'll kind of be sore spots that you can 
see right after your run um, how your body is healing up. So I guess the biggest question a lot of people have, um, I get asked this a lot, like how how do we come back from an injury? You know, right? So a lot of people will say, should I just dive back in with three, five mile run? Like, what do I do? Right. And I think, you know, you have kind of like your strong opinions on this, I mean, even for yourself, given that you're, you know, 15, 16 minute uh, 5k runner, I think a lot of people would think, when you come back, you just go out, what, on an easy three-mile run, but that's definitely, like, the furthest from the truth. So can you tell me what your comeback looks like, what someone's comeback should look like, even if they're not you, um, and why you do more of, like, a run-walk as opposed to just going out there for 40 minutes and running? Yeah, I think the answer here is going to come down to so many factors. Number one, like, what is the injury we're talking about? Because if it's something that's just been tight, like IT band, my comeback might look a little bit more, like, aggressive than it would if I'm returning from a calf injury um, where the muscle was actually, like, torn. So, um, and then also, too, like, what's my experience with these injuries? Like, have I had them before? Have I been successfully been able to return to running quicker than normal or... Like, so just kind of weighing all those factors and deciding like how fast do I want to get back? Um, So it would really depend on kind of the person, what the injury is and their experience with that injury. And then just comparing that injury like to other maybe injuries that are worse in terms of like trying to get back quick. So um, I think uh, a very conservative approach is definitely run walks where you can start with either like 30 second or one minute increments. Um, and where you run walk for that period of time and then you walk for the equal duration. Um, some, I've even seen plans where you walk for like four minutes in between and you might only run for a minute, but, um, it really depends on again, the injury. And, um, I think each day or each, every other day, maybe is a good kind of starting point where you are just slowly increasing like the number of repetitions or the number of minutes that you're running. Um, and then after a couple of days, you maybe, you know, you, you just slowly build up. So you're running like two minutes and three minutes and four minutes and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, but again, if it's something like, um, I don't know, IT band, I think is great because you might be able to get through a mile or two without much pain. So maybe you're running like, I don't know, five minutes and you stop and stretch and then you go again and you stop and that could be like the first day. And then maybe by like day three, you're already doing like a two mile run. So that's where it might look a little bit more progressive in the return. Um, you know, is it something that like, like Victoria said, does it hurt to run through or does it only hurt like after the run? Because that could, again, depend, that could be, um, that could affect the decision of like how quick I'm going to, you know, progress back. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I think, you know, come back the run walks, usually a good idea. Um, but you might, you know, if it's something like minor, like, oh, my IT band kind of flared up, but you know, it's something that's happened before and you just took a day, went to see your PT person and now you're all, you're all set back, you know, you might be able to come back with the, the full out run. But if you've been off for, you know, a week or longer, I think run walk is definitely a good way to come back for sure. And then what about coming back with like the running every other day versus running every day? Um, how does that impact your body in spacing things out versus like running five days in a row? Yeah. Let's say you're starting with every other day for like two weeks or something. Then I may just throw in like one back to back the next week just to see how your body, you know, adapts. And if, if everything seems kind of normal, like it, there were no setbacks from that and your body could handle it, then maybe the next week you might do um, two back-to-back, um, you know, days where you're running like maybe Monday, Tuesday, and then you're going like Thursday, Friday. 
and then just kind of slowly adding that on. But again, it's not, it may not even be every week. It may be every other week where you do that. You maybe do it for two weeks straight before you add on a second run or a third run. And so um, I think you definitely want to progressively overload too to make sure that your body adjusts and there are no setbacks. Yeah, that's a good point. And understanding that, you know, running on back-to-back days is more stressful than taking, you know, an extra 24 hours in between each run. Um, Even if you're someone who normally runs every single day, it's even better to come back every other day just because of that stress and the repetition and allowing your body time to completely recover and heal in between sessions. Um, and then I know, you know, a big question that comes up, we've, we've seen it happen, you've seen it happen, maybe you've experienced personally as people wanting to have like a timeline on their comeback in terms of, all right, so I was off for, you know, six weeks with this knee injury, with this whatever injury that I have, um, but they want to do like a marathon in eight weeks from now. Um, so how, <laughs> this is real life stuff, man. This is what people will ask us. How do you uh, create like a timeline or like what would your advice be as a coach in terms of that? Because I know there's like a big rush to get back. Like, okay, so first week back, I want to get up to 10 for my long run. And how do you talk someone kind of out of that approach? And uh, like, when is it acceptable to ever kind of push the envelope, if ever, on that? And what are you like risking by forcing a timeline on an injury? Yeah, I mean, if you had to take time off for really anything, any injury-related thing, and then you're trying to run a marathon within even like 12 weeks, I just, I wouldn't advise it. Number one, it's just um, how well is that marathon going to go for you? I mean, you probably are, you maybe maybe lost some fitness or, you know, you at least didn't get to train and get as fit as you were hoping to for that marathon. So it's best to maybe just, um, you know, not do it or maybe jump down to like the half or a shorter distance so that you at least can hopefully continue training and not have a setback because you're you're setting yourself up for another potential injury if you're going to just jump back in to doing a really long um, hard run on your body you know in, in a few weeks time but um, so I would always try to you know just reason with the athlete and help them like think about like what's really the reason for doing this and is there a different way we can try to um, you know, negotiate with each other to get you to not do it. And so, um, but the same goes for like someone that wants to run like a, I don't know, like a 10 K PR or a half PR. Um, they set this, this, you know, time frame of, I want to be doing this many miles or this many intervals by this week. And so sometimes that can be tricky too, because, um, it's, you know, it's not necessarily the volume you're talking, it's the intensity. So you want to make sure that you're slowly, you know, adding intensity each week and that you're allowing your body a chance to, you know, adapt and not further, you know, cause injury to that, that same area. Um, again, I think it is going to depend a lot on like, what was the, the reason you took time off and was it more of like a preventative, like I, oh, I took about five days off cause I noticed this was getting really tight and I just focus a ton on like, on like glutes and core work and strengthening that, you know, my hip and all that mobility. So, you know, hopefully the issue goes away and you can like slowly like progress back the first few days, but then you can resume workouts like at the end of that first week. Like that's maybe a little different story than trying to come back from, um, you know, plantar fasciitis or calf strain or something like that, where it's probably going to, um, be a lot more detrimental if you come back too quickly and the injury is going to reoccur. Yeah, that's some really good advice. I think 
a lot of people want to put a timeline on their comeback and it can really actually set them back for you know further damage and I think the biggest advice I could give to anyone is just not to put a timeline on your comeback because you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment and potentially failure you know if you if you have goals attached to things um you know 12 weeks is not enough time to 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 reach your potential and come back from an injury so if you really want to think long term because I'm more of like a long term thinker you know you want to think where do you want to be in a year from now instead of in a month from now um you want to really focus on that one year two year three years from now instead of okay I have this this race I signed up for and it's in two months uh, I could just do it easy and like when you get into like making excuses, justifying, having to like say, oh, I'll take it easy, all that stuff. Um, Chances are you're probably headed down the wrong path. Um, But, you know, everyone's different. Of course, you probably could do, you know, the race easy or whatever. But you're always saying like, what's the point? Um, Would you rather, you know, follow the plan, be healthy, feel good in two months from now? Or do you want to risk it all, everything you've been working for to get healthy again? Um, to potentially kind of overdo it and so you really got to think risk versus reward and where you're headed in the future and so we like to think long term just because we have had um, experience ourselves where we thought short term and ended up kind of you know injured for longer Um, we've also seen athletes who came to us after you know dealing with their own slew of injuries and you hear the same sort of patterns and same stories of people who, you know, wanted to come back so fast only to, you know, end up getting a stress fracture again or having another setback um, or a new injury that flared up because they they just didn't um, come back progressively enough. So it's just really important to think of the big picture and then just to always be preventative. So the number one thing that you can do to make sure you don't get injury is keep doing those preventative exercises that your doctors give you and make sure you're sticking with the timeline that your doctor gives you. So if your doctor says six weeks completely off of running, um, you know, you should respect those orders and do everything you can um, to follow what they say for once the six weeks pass, ask what should my comeback plan look like? Ask the questions, get plans from them um, because, you know, sometimes they just don't equip you with okay, here's the plan after, you know, the six weeks are up, here's what you should do. Um, But if you really ask questions and you get the plan from them, um, they're going to be able to equip you with the knowledge and the tools for you to have a successful comeback. And then um, it's just going to kind of be ball in your court as to if you follow it to a T and if you really are diligent about the PT and about strength training. And I think you know, outside of doing the PT exercises that they give you, it is really important for runners to strength train. And I think sometimes that's something that people put on the back burner um, in terms of, oh, I don't need to stretch. I don't need to um, strength train. But really, you know, you want to be a good, well-rounded athlete and avoid these injuries. And those are some of the things that you can do to kind of prevent um, things like that from happening. So I hope that this was beneficial to kind of listen to um, what to do, where to go, and kind of what not to do and you have something flare up, um, just hearing about other people's experiences can definitely help um, if you're in a place where, you know, maybe you have been injured or you're curious to know like what to do if you ever are injured. Um, So if you ever have any questions or you just want to chat with us some more about your training, we would love to chat with you. If you fill out the form at www.run4prs.co, we can get you set up with a free seven-day trial. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in.